0: This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast.
1: I'm Helen Farmer and this is the Afternoons with Helen Farmer podcast. Your chance to catch up on the expert advice, the real life stories. And we had osteopath to the stars in the studio. Anish Joshi has treated professional athletes a-list of performers and we've stolen her away from clinic to answer my questions and yours everything from migraines to that non-specific lower back pain what do you need to know making your home healthy with a brand new company that's aiming to disrupt the home cleaning industry the co-founders were in the studio to explain a little bit more from packaging to actually what is in those tablets and in pets and vets we were joined by dr enas ashri who was on hand to talk diabetes and answer all of your questions live on the show I'm rolling my shoulders in my desk, I'm turning my head, I'm feeling a bit all crunched up, but don't worry, an expert is at hand. Anissa Joshi qualified as an osteopath 12 years ago. She's then won numerous awards, she's got three clinics in the UK and is visiting the UAE this week for appointments at Euromed. She has... An extensive client list of us mere mortals, but also professional athletes, A-list celebrities. And she's uh, often called on for her expert commentary across magazines, papers, TV and radio in the UK. And we're very happy you're
2: back in Dubai, Anisha. How are you? I'm good. What an intro. I
1: like that. Good. You've (laughs) been blushing a little bit. I am. Well deserved, quite frankly, my dear. So you were in Dubai about how long ago? A month ago? Six weeks ago?
2: Yeah, it was literally four weeks ago. And I said...
1: I think you'll be back. Yeah. And you are. So tell us a little bit about what you noticed seeing us Dubai residents last time. Were there any patterns of conditions or pain that you think, oh, actually, do you know what? A lot of people are struggling with that here.
2: Um, yeah, definitely. I think that there was definitely more sort of headache-related pain, uh, stress-related pain, mm-hmm. which is very common. Mm-hmm. Um also, people underestimate the impact of, say, lack of sleep and how that can impact pain.
1: Really? Um, so hang on, hang on. I want to I want to know more about that. So, if you are feeling not necessarily even run down, but you're you're not well rested, does that mean you can feel pain more acutely?
2: Yeah. So there's evidence to show that uh, poor sleep or lack of sleep can impact the level of pain that you're feeling. And actually, one of the best ways to for instance help lower back pain is sleep um oh, i love someone that prescribes sleep this is glorious i know it's amazing and actually lots of people just don't sleep here yeah i think there's a, com- <laughs> a no lot.
1: no you're, you're absolutely right there's, it's a combination of a lot of people have having big busy jobs um mm-hmm. and then wanting to have a social life after that and we're in we're in crazy season right now i mean i'm totally guilty of it I've had two nights out this week already. I messaged my husband just before the show saying, I need a nap. Please make me go to bed at nine o'clock tonight. (laughs) There you go. I I forgive, I absolutely forgive you for any harsh phrases that you need, which is like, you told me at half past one to make you go to bed tonight. Go to bed, stop scrolling and watching Too Hot to Handle Helen. You need to sleep. (laughs) Um, So I think that is, it's, and also we, we eat later here, you know, mm. everything just shifts a little bit. And often we're, you know, getting up for gym work. So the actual quality of sleep is probably not that great, but the quantity of sleep probably isn't either. Let's go back to headaches because we actually have had a number of messages on the text line about migraines. How can an osteopath help with a migraine? She says, as a migraine sufferer.
2: Um, so it's migraines are a bit complicated because there's so many different causes. So it can be. Uh, for instance, hormonal, especially in women. Um, now,
1: this is just a little side. I had terrible, terrible migraines in my 20s and had kids and haven't had as many since. Mm. It's a very drastic solution. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. But, um, but it
1: definitely can I mean it can be around, you know, menstrual cycles, as you said, kind of pregnancy as well.
2: Mm. We're yeah. keeping a diary. Exactly. Yeah. So it can be hormonal, it can be dietary. Um, So it's about ruling those things out. But actually, there is, when you have a migraine, so many things are involved. So, you know, you feel nauseous, you you have that aura, and that visual disturbance and things like that. And actually, um, what people don't understand is that just those things are going to stress you out a bit. And then your muscles sees up and that contributes to the pain because Mm -hmm. of where the anatomical uh, muscles attach into your head Um, I can go into anatomical detail but there is a nerve that comes around into your face as well and if it's tight naturally it's gonna pull on that nerve and then predispose you to sort of feeling more of a headache
1: a message here from Ronnie saying what about bruxism um, and impact on migraines is that something you could help with for anyone that's not familiar with that term can you can you explain that that tension in the jaw right
2: yes so that's bruxism is when you are grinding your teeth um which quite often happens at night um and just even clenching your teeth um can happen um so yes absolutely so osteopaths are trained to be able to look at the tmj which is your temporomandibular joint um and mobilize the joint relax off the muscles in the area because all those muscles again they attach onto your neck which then tightens your shoulder, which Mm -hmm. then pulls on that nerve. So it it is a vicious cycle.
1: And I think the the mistake a lot of people made, and that I made for a long time, was not treating the cause of the migraine. She's like, I'm just going to throw some painkillers at it and some really strong ones and not really establishing, as you say, What's, what's truly going on um, we've got Anisha with us this afternoon if you've got any questions for her do get in touch 4001 you've got the ARN play app you've got the WhatsApp too Jason has been in touch we're going to come to your message next Jason who's been doing um, strenuous boot camp exercise for the last year having a lot of stress in the muscles across upper back and shoulders consider a sports massage but a friend has recommended an osteo and now I'm just confused Jason we're giving you some clarity in just a few minutes
0: Healthy Habits
1: on Afternoons with Helen Farmer Anita Joshi is with us. She's got her clinics in the uh in the UK, but we've stolen her away. She's going to be at EuroMed Clinic and does have a few appointments left um between now and Saturday, but you're going to have to be quick. Her her patient list is extensive we've got performers athletes and yes us, us mere mortals as well and this is your chance to pick her brains and indeed maybe get a second opinion on something Jason saying hi both I've been doing strenuous boot camp exercise for the last year high intensity lots of body conditioning my shoulders are now complaining although fine when exercising what can you recommend to straighten things up carry a lot of stress in the muscles across my upper back and shoulders which isn't helping consider a sports massage but maybe an osteo is the way to go can you help Jason
2: absolutely um so firstly it's great that you're exercising um because the body was created to move um and i would say that it sounds like you you kind of you're you seem quite bodily aware mm-hmm. if that makes sense um and the fact that you're aware that the stress might be impacting your shoulders is key so yes i think an osteopath would help um it sounds like you need to have a proper assessment because muscles attach to bone. And if there are, say, some restrictions in your neck and your shoulders or your mid-back, then an osteopath can get to the root cause of the problem and treat the muscles as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Massage therapy is amazing. It's just, it might be better to just get to sort of the diagnosis first.
1: I'm curious why some people hold stress in certain parts of their body. There's been much research in this because I'm the same. I'm, I'm, all about like neck, uh, uh, up, you know, upper shoulders, whereas some people, yeah, you know, as we were saying earlier, you know, hold it in their jaw, get, you know, tension, headaches or, you know, all sorts. Do we know why that is?
2: Um, I would say that the upper body is really common where people experience stress. And I'd say that that's probably down to the fact that when someone's stressed, they might, for instance, change the way they breathe or... You know, if you're tense, you do, you might find yourself clenching your teeth or you might be shrugging your shoulders, for instance, and be unaware of it. Um, But even changing the way you breathe, like the lungs and the fascia around there and your rib cage and all of that, it all connects up to your sort of neck and shoulders. And I think that's why it's so commonly impacted.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm reading an awful lot about breathing and breath work at the minute. A lot of people looking at it for stress relief, but also improved sleep. Um, all being, all sorts of. I don't know if you've read the James Nestor book Breath, which is really championing nose breathing. E.g., don't be a mouth breather, um, mm. especially as you get a little bit older. Apparently, nose breathing can stop you needing to go to the toilet in the night. Um, all sorts of incredible things. But yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. You know, when we are stressed. You start to kind of shut down your body and get compression around your lungs and it all just goes, just goes there. Um, I love this question, Anita, just come come in, no name saying, what does one wear to see an osteopath? Genuine question, do you have to strip off?
2: That is a great question, gets asked all the time. Um, No, you don't have to totally strip off. Um, It's important for an osteopath to sort of be able to see what's going on. However, most osteopaths will work within your comfort. Yeah, because we have to Mm -hmm. and we can see a lot from movement so um, it's really what you're comfortable with. Do you find yourself
1: you know in the mall at Dubai or in the street in London watching people walk and be like I can see what's going on there. 100%. Does it, does it take all your willpower not to go up and tap them on a she'll go if you just have a little lie down here on a bench I'll do a crunch and you'll be feeling a lot better.
2: <laughs> I have to say yeah sometimes it's hard but I've, I've been doing this for so long now that I've been able to sort of like go into a room, diagnose everyone that's there <laughs> And then just switch it off.
1: But then you look at people at dinner parties being like, can I just talk to you about XYZ?
2: Yeah, everywhere I go. Sometimes I have to get into an Uber and say that I'm like a secretary, just so that the conversation then stops. I'm like, oh, I've,
1: this is the way I sit love. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, just wait until the news I'll be like, hi, uh, so I've been struggling with XYZ. Um, if you've got any questions for Anish Joshi to get in touch, we have got her, stolen her away from Euromed through until three o'clock today. Um, question here from Annie saying, I've had sciatica since being seven weeks pregnant. Daughter is nearly nine months old now and in capitals, I've still got it. Um, I did go for physio but didn't help. They couldn't see past the pregnancy thing and kept talking about spd i did not have spd does anisha work with that issue
2: uh yes absolutely what is sciatica? i don't really understand it so sciatica there's well so there's the sciatic nerve that runs down your leg the back of your leg now um people say i've got sciatica but the truth is is it's what's causing the nerve to be inflamed or irritated and that can be a number of things that can be a disc problem it can be mm. disc degenerative changes it can be just a muscle spasm that's impinging on the nerve in your bum you know so there's many causes and that's why it's so important to not sort of just walk around going i've got sciatica because if you see a professional they'll be able to go well it's that that's causing it Mm -hmm. um we can we can sort that or we can help support that um so in terms of uh this lady i would say it's definitely something that needs looking at because that's a very long time. A
1: long time. Um, what about osteos with when someone is pregnant? Are you able to help them or can things be a bit too strenuous?
2: Uh, no, absolutely not. We work with all age groups and pregnancy. Obviously, you do have to be gentle and, and there are some osteopaths that are specialists in this area. Um, I, I think that when your body is changing, like when you're pregnant... Um, I haven't been pregnant you have um, <laughs> so
1: still carrying the pain to be honest but so much changes
2: yeah and so you've got much lots of relaxing changes.
1: hormone you know thing and you've got to you, the mistake I made with my first one was doing no exercise so everything just fell apart before yeah. you know before the birth and after the birth and I think doing reformer pilates and going to see a women's specialist after made such a difference with my second and it is tempting believe me it's tempting for 40 weeks to eat nothing but pasta bacon you know <laughs> watch rubbish tv but if you're hot to handle too hot to, to be handle, yeah i'm these <laughs> new episodes for tonight uh, but it do, you know it does help it helps with birth it helps with, re- with recovery but yeah as you're saying annie you know, getting the right experts around you and i will be very happy to share anisha's details with you and we've got any questions this is your chance
0: this content is for informational purposes only and does not intend to substitute professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment healthy habits
1: on afternoons with helen farmer in the studio this afternoon for your free clinic. Delighted to be joined by osteopath extraordinaire. She's won the Principal Osteopath of the Year Award. She's been on TV, radio, obviously, um, appeared in media in the UK where she has three clinics and Anissa Jotti is here in the UAE for appointments until Saturday at Euromed Clinic on Beach Road. So if you want her details or indeed want to know how to book, drop me a message on 4001 I'd be very happy to hook you up. And it was funny, I was just saying I was going to pick your brains during the news and it was actually one of my colleagues who would be listening at her desk and was like oh, I'm just going to rush in and get a quick consultation bless you you never <laughs> stop it. never stop we, um, we're also accepting phone calls today so if you do want a bit of an on-air consultation or to explain a little bit more about what you're going through give us a call which is exactly what Harash has done
3: Hi Anisha this is Harish I've been diagnosed with uh, facet joint early arthritis in my L5 S1 area as well as possible SI joint problems I'm doing physiotherapy. It helps, but it's not giving me full relief for the pain. What can I do to get rid of it? Thank you.
1: We don't know how long that's been. How long it has been going on, um, but it sounds like he's very well versed in terms of that condition and is on a bit of a, a bit of a journey um, for for rehab. And is pain-free realistic with this kind of diagnosis?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Good attitude. Um, I mean, obviously, you're gonna have flare-ups um I always I always get my patients to say I want you to think of pain like a bit a bit like having a cold because there's a lot of fear associated with pain Mm -hmm. um and when you have a cold you know it's just temporary and it will go again And, and and pain is like that um and evidence shows that too so with um in this case I would say that it might be worth getting a second opinion. We don't know how long you've had it for. Um, In you know, if you've seen your physio four times, and I'd say it's probably a bit premature to get a second opinion, stay patient. Um, But, um, which is hard, don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong, especially if it's uh, impacting your life. Um, But if you've been going for a couple of months and you feel like you've reached a plateau, Mm -hmm. for instance, and it's always worth, changing things up.
1: Having a look at some other techniques. Yeah. Fresh pair of eyes. Um, Therisha's got a really good question here saying, physio or osteo, how do I know which I need if I don't know what's causing the problem? Therisha says, I've got a sharp pain in a small area where the bottom of my bottom meets the top of my thigh. It's usually sporadic but takes my breath away and then goes. Last night for the first time I got it when I turned over in bed and today it's milder, but it is constant. Any ideas?
2: So instantly what is coming to mind is your hamstring attaches to the bottom of your bottom. Um, And it sounds like it could be some sort of muscle spasm or muscle imbalance within the area. Obviously quite difficult to diagnose Mm -hmm. without seeing it, but quite often with these cases, it's where they've actually got, for instance, a pelvic um, torsion or a sacroiliac restriction, which is actually your lower back, And what happens is is when you walk, it will affect your weight bearing and then that can impact and then cause that muscle to go into spasm. So I would say um, in terms of whether to see an osteopath or a physio, quite honestly, both will help. And it's really about you.
1: And the person that you see as well. I think we've said this before, whether it's like talk, talk therapy or, you know, physical therapy, finding someone that you are open with, that you trust, who's got the right credentials, then, you know. Do, you, do your research. Um, I wanted to come back to your point about sleep. Because you were saying earlier that you know, poor sleep or lack of sleep can really affect pain. Do you have any recommendations for your sleep setup? Um, and that can be mattress, position, pillow. What, what's the kind of the gold standard from, uh, from a kind of alignment point of view?
2: So um, this might blow your mind. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, so actually, the most important thing about sleep and positioning and alignment is sleep. So people always come in, they go, I know it's really bad, but I sleep on my front and I've got lower back pain. I know it's bad and I'm trying to not do it. But again, you know, recent research shows that there is absolutely no perfect position to sleep in. There is no perfect pillow. There is no perfect mattress. A number re- of pillows. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, exactly. It's very much, it's so up to you. Um, and I think we live in a world where it's like things must be perfect etc mm-hmm. but really if you think to caveman days <laughs> it's just a bit of floor I mean yeah just the ground <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> so it's so it's it's more important to get the sleep than to how you're getting it if that makes sense exactly that's that's really unless you're pregnant of course and then you need to be making adjustments yes and <laughs> I miss my pregnancy pillow that was just the best I wish I'd never given it up it was like it was like you was could like, get it again I could I mean it was like having the Great Wall of China between me and my husband like I think he's starting to take it personally especially when I had it for about a year after giving birth <laughs> but it was just a thing of absolute beauty and I miss it so so much I found that really encouraging so there's no kind of you know soft mattress is bad news or oh you shouldn't be you know the mattress shouldn't be too hard mm. nothing like that
2: no wow. it is so I literally um you know yes i will say what i use so what if do people you use <laughs> um am i allowed to brand yeah why not um, i love a
1: recommendation
2: well it's it's uk but um there's hypnos the hypnos bed is is the bed that i love and that's that was down to me sleeping on it in a hotel and going what is this mattress <laughs> what's the sorcery How yeah can I was like this? pulling up the sheets frantically <laughs> um <laughs> and i saw there was hypnos and um you know being totally transparent i did do a collab with them but um you know it is because i reached out to them because i was like you already rated it yeah and i and i'm never gonna endorse a product that i don't have myself same i'm gonna have a little
1: google of that how do you spell it h y p n o s Perfect. Okay, thank you. We've run out of time. I've run out of questions. Mona's been in touch about her foot. We've had a, we've had more questions about uh, about migraines. Um, if we couldn't get to your question today, please, please, please reach out. Um, let me know if you want Anisha's details. As I said, she is at EuroMed through until Saturday, and you've got a few appointments left. To which I have to say, in the UK, it's like hen's teeth trying to get an appointment with anisha so if you do want her details drop me a little message um saying osteo i'll send where you can find her for the next couple of days and fingers crossed we'll be able to squeeze you in thank you it's so nice to have you back in dubai so soon she she says with like a she's gonna move here i'm gonna make her move here
2: (laughs) don't because everything you say happens (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed
1: i'd I'd settle for a, a six month split Okay. You can come here when you know come here during this gorgeous time. You don't want to be in the UK right now. It's minus seven. Yeah, yeah that is true. So go enjoy the sunshine. Thank you so much, Nisha. And don't forget you can check her out on Instagram as Osteonisha as well. 4001 if you want those details, and we'll hopefully try and squeeze you in.
0: This content is for informational purposes only. If you would like to seek medical treatment, please contact a certified healthcare provider for personalized advice and diagnosis.
1: Healthy is your home. You might be surprised by some of the hidden nasties and well, what alternatives might be on offer. We're delving into the subject now with the team behind a company called Kaima. Welcome to the studio. We've got co-founder and CEO Farida and we've got head of product and R&D Susanna with us as well. Now you arrived at the studio with what looked like a really heavy bag Farida and I was like what's in the bag? Took it wasn't heavy at all. And inside is a completely new way of cleaning. So um, we are going to be delving into some of the science with Susanna, but I'm kind of curious about the whys and the hows of you wanting to have what you call a bit of a revolution.
4: Sure. Uh, First of all, thank you very much for having us. Uh, It's a great pleasure to be here. Um, So, I mean, as entrepreneurs, you're trying to solve a problem. Uh, And and very often that problem starts with something that you experience yourself. Mm -hmm. And my two co-founders, Salmar, Dima and myself, uh, we kind of got to this point in early 2019 where we realized that as we walked through the aisles, the shopping aisles in in supermarkets, uh, in in the cleaning section, that we realized that all of those plastic bottles were going to end up in a landfill in about a month's time. That's kind of the average amount of time it takes to finish your surface cleaner, your bathroom cleaner. And so we felt like that is somehow not acceptable. This is a problem that needs to be solved. Absolutely. And it was a real pain point for us. So uh, what we decided is to kind of try and figure out what we could do about that. And we very quickly settled on the idea of creating um, a concentrated form of of surface cleaner uh, in a tablet format. Uh, And that means that you can refill your, your spray bottle however many times you want with water, normal water. And then you put in the tablet and after five to 10 minutes, you have your bathroom cleaner,
1: kitchen cleaner, glass cleaner, whatever you want. So we're addressing that plastic, that packaging issue, mm-hmm. for, for one thing, mm-hmm. um, but also what's in those tablets. That's mm-hmm. what I'm kind of curious about. Design, you're a chemical engineer by, by trade. Can you tell us about your involvement over the last year and I guess the problem you were trying to solve with the, the chemist side of that?
5: Of course. And uh, once again, thank you for having us here okay. with you today. Uh, from the chemical point of view, it is not an easy task. Uh, it depends on so many factors. First of all, the manufacturing of tablets is a completely different uh, process. It's not a liquid product like you know. It's a, it's a different concept. It's a different type. You need to have different ingredients. You need to have different suppliers. Some of the suppliers completely do not understand the idea that we have behind our products. So this was all about finding the right ingredients, finding the right chemistry, you know, sometimes some compromises, but always with having the non-toxicity, um, you know, um, attitude mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, with the product. We, we had to man- make sure that we are safe for the whole family, for the whole household, for the pets, for the kids. Um, you know, it's important for us to make sure that the safety is the priority mm-hmm. of our products. As well as, of course, sustainability and eco- eco-friendliness, and also
1: effectiveness, because you know Absolutely. no one wants to be cleaning for the fun of it. Like you yeah. know, you want to be seeing results. Exactly. So you've got four products in in the arsenal right now for really. you. Can you tell us about what you're starting with, and ultimately, kind of what that why that offering is ticking so many boxes?
4: Yes, I mean, I think the 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 whole purpose of Kima really is to. Um, l- ensure that our customers can have a affordable, quality focused experience um, in their homes whilst being sustainable. Mm -hmm. So we really believe that sustainability has to be affordable and accessible to everyone.
1: Well, I I completely agree. And I think actually for whether it is slow fashion Mm -hmm. or, you know, which I would love to buy more mm-hmm, of, but mm-hmm, it is it is incredibly expensive mm-hmm. for good reason. But yes. a lot of people want to be doing better, but perhaps don't know how. And affordability is a massive, massive obstacle, especially with these, you know, day to day purchases that we might be making like it. So you've got a tough job on your hands because you're balancing, as I saying, the safety aspect, mm-hmm. making sure that products are safe for animals and kids, you know, anyone in the family. You want it to be effective. Mm-hmm. You are have got the, the environment very much front and center yes. because those tablets are tiny. We're not looking at lots of product. We're not looking at heavy transportation. So that, a big tick there, but also that kind of that feel good factor. Yes. Um, and no one wants to be spraying something. And you're like, well, this works, but it smells like oh, I don't really want this in my house. So, can we talk a little bit about I guess that user experience? Yes,
4: absolutely. I think, you know, convenience, sustainability. Has to be convenient. If we really, you know, take all all our pledges that we hear every single day, we have to change these things. We have to, you know, um, limit our global warming to 1.5 percent. These are lofty goals. Where does it start? It starts in our everyday consumption. And I think what's really important is that as producers, as 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 companies, as manufacturers, we actually think of the customer first, and we think. We know that the customer wants to be sustainable. Mm. Everybody wants to be sustainable. So how can we achieve that? And look, you don't become an entrepreneur if you don't like some hard questions to solve. (laughs) So so that's really what we do every day. And we're lucky to have a great team with the likes of Susanna. You know, talent is essential when you want to really recreate the world. That's really what we want to do. I was going to say, it
1: sounds like you're disrupting what is a very kind of established place because... I mean, I know that there are brands that my mum was using growing up and, you know, me when I had my own home started gravitating towards that. What's that been like in terms of the re-education process and getting people away from brands that might not be serving them or the planet, but they trust?
4: Well, I'll let Susanna talk a little bit later about about the, the health side of things and why people actually now start navigating towards us um, because of the kind of health impact. But I think what's been very interesting for us is that from the outset, people have told us, "Look, um, this is a very loyal industry. People have cleaned with the same products forever." But the reality is, people might have cleaned with the same products forever, but have not always had the re- the real information about those products
1: or alternative that was attractive
4: and. And alternatives, because if you knew what you were spraying in your house, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you might have taken other decisions. So I think what's really important for us is to kind of look at things like air quality, for example, that we're now studying with uh, with a partner.
1: Can you explain a little bit about the the healthy home piece then, I guess, Susanna?
4: Yes. Uh, so this is uh, exactly what Farida
5: mentioned. It is very important for us to focus on the, on the safety of our customers. And for example, what we're doing right now with the products that we already have on the market, we are actually checking and we're in the process of certification to to ensure that there is no impact what, or whatever on the air quality when we use the products that we give to the people. So we have already proven that uh, actually they, there's no impact of our products. The air quality remains exactly the same, which is very often a problem when you're using harsh chemicals like mm-hmm. bleach, like mm-hmm. uh, a- ammonium. There's plenty of chemicals that you don't really want in your home for you, for you, for your children, for your pets as well.
1: So the four products at the moment, mm-hmm. um, multi-surface, mm-hmm. glass, Bathroom and disinfectant. Yes. Um. You know, I just said you don't want to smell, spray stuff around your house. Doesn't smell nice. They are. They are scented as such, a But yes. as you say, in a way that is ensuring air quality.
5: Yes. So we are using fragrances in our in our products. Uh, however, we ensure that there have no allergens. For example, mm-hmm. so you don't have this big chunk of uh, chemistry that can be irritant or sensitizing to some people. We ensure we don't have that.
1: I just want to very quickly, because we're going to run out of time, I guess kind of talk about the practical side of it, which is at the minute you're selling online through some big retailers here. Mm -hmm. So people would buy their tablet or they would buy a starter kit, which Mm -hmm. has got the four Mm -hmm. bottles um, from and then you can reuse those bottles. However many times you you want. want.
4: Absolutely. OK.
1: And then you buy the refills again, which are, as I said, tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny packaging. Absolutely. Any plans for more products? Always. Oh always. always. I think I can that's, tell by the yes. look in your eye, you're like,
4: this is just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> this this is. is just the beginning. I, I really do think that we are part of a movement that really is trying to reinvent especially the FMCG you know, sector. Uh, and so we, Susanna is our head of R&D as well, and so we always have our, our lab uh, at the factory that is full of uh, very interesting plans for 2023. So stay tuned. Ken is <laughs> asking how to spell it. It is K-Y-M-A. What does that mean? So Kima comes from the greek for wave so we believe in water of course one of the elements that is very important to our product is
1: water but then also wave of change so we kind of like this idea of being linked to a wave Um, and kind of also asking how much i think that's i think that's a, a really valid question i think that does inform people's decision making so i'm actually on one of the websites now uh 23 dirhams starting from for refills so Very competitive.
4: So three refills is 23 dirhams, for example, for a glass cleaner. So that means you have 1.5 litres Mm. of liquid
1: for 23 dirhams, which is, I think, a very competitive price. Guys, it's been really interesting to hear. And I'm I'm actually feeling very kind of proud that this is in Dubai and started in Dubai by you. you know some very creative people who are looking to do things very differently indeed. So thank you for coming in and sharing. If you want the details of that, I'd be very happy to share the website um, or indeed the Instagram and uh, yeah, be keen to catch up, see where this goes. And I wasn't say I'll try it myself, but I mean, honestly, our nanny Loretta's been with us eight years and she is the true test of anything <laughs> in our The home. threshold. I will give you Loretta's verdict. You have to let Fantastic. us
5: know what she thinks. I will. And I
1: have Absolutely. Back. She's got a very specific shopping list. So. I'm sure. We'll see if it makes it on there. (laughs) Parita, Susanna, thank you so, so much. As I said, if you do want details, of have drop me a little line, K-Y-M-A. I'd be very happy to send that your way. You're listening to Pets and Vets on Afternoons with Helen Farmer.
0: With ProPlan, where the number one ingredient is always high quality salmon, lamb, turkey and chicken.
1: It is all about your animals, their health, their behaviour and on hand to help this hour. On the phone right now, because hashtag Dubai traffic, but hopefully in the studio very soon, Dr Anas Ashri. She's uh, joining us from Vet Plus. Doctor, how are you today? Hi Helen, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. And I'm so happy that we are able to connect because I've heard such good things about you and I'm, I'm really, really excited for the next uh, the next hour. Can I ask you, because this is the first time you've been on the show, do you have any pets at home? And if so, what are their oh, names?
3: Of course, I have one cat and one dog. And My the- dog is, is very famous. <laughs> really? Go on. Yeah, because he has a different personality. He has a different attitude. Everyone, if you see him, you will like him. 100%. That, that is hilarious.
1: <laughs> what kind of dog is he?
3: Um, Jack Rattler.
1: Oh, Do you know what? Small dog, big personality. What is he called? Uh, yeah, Pitu. Pitu. And your cat? And-,
3: and my cat, she is nine years
1: old, or nine or ten years old. Her name is Lucy. I have a dog called Lucy. I do love animals yeah. with human names. And t- oh, t- tell, yeah. me, uh, tell me, tell me, honest about the decision to become a vet. When did you decide that this was going to be your life?
3: To be honest, in the beginning, when I, I decided to be a vet, all people around me, the asked, why you have to, to take this decision? You know that that is not an easy job. Mm-hmm. And our mentality about being a vet, okay, so you will handle the cow uh All big animals, it is not a fancy job, so I told them guys, no, I love animals, but i don 't know what I will do after that, but i i I just following my passion, I really love animals so much, and before I decide that i um, I feel i i I can do different mm-hmm. in this kind of job i can I can give what what I love because it is not a job it is, for me to be a vet, it is not only a job to to earn money and that's it. No, to be a vet, I, I want to help really animals to be better, to, to facing a very good life and to change the mentality of people about uh, how to love your best, how Absolutely. to love animals. Even if you don't like animals, at least don't hurt them.
1: Absolutely. So thank you for, my, thank yeah. you for flagging that in light of lots of headlines right now. I think that, that respect is is so, so important, that education around um, for our children as well um, is absolutely crucial. Um, Dr. Anas, I'm going to give you, give you a chance to get parked and get in the lift, and then I will see you in the studio in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Dr. Anas is Thanks. with us this afternoon for Pets and Vets. We are going to go to the text line. Um, Mark wants to know which airlines still transport snub-nosed breeds in 2023. Um, we're also going to be talking diabetes, actually, off the back of a message we got last week. How to manage that disease in your pets and also what signs to look out for. So if you've got any questions for Dr. Ennis, actually, do get in touch. 4001 is the SMS. You can use your ARN Play app. You've got the WhatsApp. And I have to say, loving the photos that you are sending through. Had a lovely one from Debbie, Um Little poppies, to the vets with a sprained ankle. Bed rest for now. Gorgeous, white, little fluffy gorgeousness. You're in the draw. Um, if you send in a question, a comment, a photo or a little story, we will put you in the draw to win. I sometimes say goodie bag. It's not a goodie bag. It is a goodie hamper. It's bigger than a hamper. It is full of food and supplements, toys and treats for your animals specific to their breed as well or any conditions that they might have. This is from Pro ProPlan, but you've got to be in it to win it. Any questions, send them my way.
3: You're listening to Pets and Vets on
1: Afternoons with Helen Farmer.
0: With ProPlan, where the number one ingredient is always high quality salmon, lamb, turkey and chicken.
1: She's in the studio. Dr. Anna Ashri is with us from Vet Plus doing the drive from Sharjah. Really appreciate you being with us today. Thank nice you. to see your face. <laughs> nice to see you too. Thanks. So we are going to go to text line in just a minute. But our topic of the day is... Diabetes and in animals, obviously. Diabetes in humans, massive problem in the UAE. So can you tell us some of the red flags, the, the signs that we as pet owners and animal lovers should look out for and then go to see an expert, of course?
6: Okay, so uh, first, I I wanted to say what's the meaning of diabetes? Mm-hmm. What that mean? Diabetes is the, um, the level of glucose, it's very high in the blood. So... If we eating, we the, the intestine we taking this glucose uh, to the cells for energy. If the glucose not going for the cells, from where we have to take this energy? So the the barrier for this glucose to go to the cells it's insulin. Mm-hmm. Anything affecting the insulins in the body, it's led to accumulation glucose in the blood. So a lot of causes. The the owners they don't they don't care about the weight they don't care sometimes about the food they're giving everything they they don't have the knowledge or information about if you're giving this food it will how how it will affect the insulin secretion in the body overweight dogs it's a high 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 um, risk for this kind of diabetes. Even even if you don't see any signs, it will take few months to see suddenly signs of your dog. It's diabetes. Like what? Like what? Okay. The first thing you will see slowly, not sudden, gradually: uh, drinking water a lot, mm-hmm. urinating a lot. Everything is poly: drinking water a lot, urinating a lot, starvation. He's always hungry. And the owner, she's saying, oh, no, my, my dog is eating a lot. Oh, my God. I, I love that. No, you, you have, you have to, to, to be aware. It's mm-hmm. not a good sign. Mm-hmm. It, he's obese. This is for a dog. He is obese or for a uh, female dog if she's not neutered. Oh, that's interesting. So- True. She is, uh, the risk, she can have the, the, the diabetes twice a year during her diet stress phase. That's why I'm always saying for the owners, you have to nurture your dog. Some, some people, they're saying, no, I don't want, I, ha- I want babies from her, I want puppies. Okay, but your dog health
1: is much better than this. Thank you for saying that. Thank he, you. This is the point. Now, in humans, we go in for a blood test and might do. We might have to drink that horrible orange drink and then have a, have another blood test after that. How do you test in animals to a see if lot, they have
6: diabetes? A, a lot, a lot, of things we have to do. The first thing, as a, as a vet, I have to take a good history from the owner. The history is seventy percent from my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. The good history. About any previous medication, about any previous um, did you, the change of food recently? The uh, for stress factors, all of that. If they facing any something like uh, he's always scared at home, uh, the kids they playing too much with him, all of that factors it's led to diabetes. So as a vet, I have to take a very good history from the owner. That then. I, I can do some tests, blood tests, urine test, ultrasound to check pancreas because the insulin is secreted from pancreas. And then I can decide what is the plan. Because the treatment for the dogs and the cats, it's different mm-hmm. from, from one to, to
1: other one. It's individually. we got a message here from John, which actually came in last week. But I, I knew we were going to be talking about diabetes. So I kept it back. Apologies, John. John saying my rescue dog, Miss B, has started weeing a lot. Took to vet. She's got diabetes, so change diet and to give insulin jabs every day. How common is this, and is there anything I can do apart from the jabs?
6: Okay, the first thing you have to check this is what kind of diabetes, because we have two kinds of diabetes. Mm. The first kind that the pancreas can't secrete the insulin. The second, the second type of diabetes, that it's already insulin is okay in the body, but the body can't take it. And they can't work it with the glucose. Mm-hmm. This is the first thing. And the second thing, you have to follow what the doctor what your vet or doctor he told you about the um, about the insulin secretion because mm-hmm. sometimes about the insulin injection, I'm sorry, because sometimes the owner they're not aware how to inject it. This, the wrong syringe, if you're not shaking that bottle before you, you're using, it's, it's already wrong because there is some type from insulin because we're not using only one type. We're using so, another, uh, so many types from the insulin. One type from this insulin, we have to keep it in the fridge. We have to shake it very well before we use so you have to be this is a, a huge commitment mm-hmm. from the owner and from the vet team as well if the owner he doesn't have the time to, to give the, the his time for the pet's dog better to give it to another one okay. because you have to know what time I have to give food because it's not only you giving food and no, you have to give food before insulin or after insulin. You're on the schedule. Yes.
1: And what about type of food, doctor? What kind of dietary changes or treat changes do you need to the make? The
6: first thing you have to decrease, I don't want to say stop it, but you have to decrease the carbohydrates, carbs. Because if you, I don't, I don't like to stop it completely because we we still need it small amount to take some energy for for the body, but at least you have to decrease it as doctor said about the body weight, about the glucose level, but you have to decrease it and you increase that protein okay. because the body will use
1: the protein mass as energy and the fat as energy to survive. And are there diabetic specific? Diets, you know, formulations for animals, so you they're getting everything they need and omitting things they don't need.
6: There is some, there is some speci- specific um, formula for the diabetes, but I, I don't prefer to prescribe it without see the history, see the the blood test, urine test, and check this is which kind and which type from diabetes. Because we have a lot of cases, it's different. If you are giving the, this... Uh, a treatment plan for one cat it will not work 100 percent for other cats so some people these are the calling my cat she has diabetes and what i have to do no you have to bring it here yeah, in
1: one size does not fit all Ex- there's going to be lots of different exactly
6: okay. and okay. it's really really commitment some people i can see it a lot some people they put their their um, pet uh,
1: euthanasia to to avoid having to do that. Dr. Ennis with us this afternoon. If you've got any questions for her, this is your chance. We've got questions about a Pomeranian with itchy ears. We've had questions about snub-nosed breeds. And Candy wants to know, how can I resist giving pets treats? I know those puppy eyes are real. You're listening to Pets and Vets on Afternoons with Helen Farmer.
0: With ProPlan, where the number one ingredient is always high-quality salmon, lamb, turkey and chicken.
1: Send in your questions, your comments, your photos as well. Rachel just sent us a photo of her camera roll. She works at Fetch, the dog taker. Yes, lots of, lots of barking, woofing and running around there. You're automatically in the draw if you get in touch just to, uh, just by doing that. And you could be winning a hamper of goodies from Purina Plan. I'm talking three months supply of pet food, treats and supplements. Um, so please don't hesitate. Plus you'll, of course, be getting some expert advice. Dr. Enes Ashri is with us from Vet Plus. We've been talking diabetes and going to the text line now. Now, Gino's been in touch with some fat cat worries, in his words, um, saying one of our cats is significantly overweight. We've had cats all our lives, never had one that weighed this much. She was a rescue. We've had her 18 months. She weighed 5.9 kilos when we got her, but she shot up to 6.5 kilos. We've seen the vet for for advice. We bought weight management food, but she hasn't lost any weight at all. Blood chest tests show nothing abnormal, no diabetes, no thyroid problems would really welcome another perspective. I know it's hard to give a diagnosis without, um, as you say, a more in-depth history there, Doctor, but does anything come to mind? Okay,
6: so her cat is uh, overweight and she checked everything Hormones is okay, diabetes is okay, and the weight management is not okay. So maybe the problem is the metabolism in the body is very low, like Mm. a human. So what we have? (laughs) I know that feeling. Yeah, (laughs) a a lot. Some is exactly some people. Even if they eating like the 24 hour, they're not getting fat Mm -hmm. because the metabolic system in the the body is very fast and very quick after the eating. So for this kind of uh, this kind of cats, what we have to do, we have to keep them in weight management and uh, every three months we have to check the diabetes test every three months because sometimes it's not showing in the beginning but and after that at the same amount of the food you're giving you have to give every two hours to increase oh, interesting
1: exactly so it's a different way of feeding true okay true.
6: You have to increase exercise to make the glucose fast and go to the cells more and start to use the fats. Mm-hmm. The second thing that about the food, every two hours you have to feed your cat. Don't increase the amount. Like if you're giving dry food or couples handful, you have to give the same amount but every two hours to increase the metabolism in the body and the fats started to burn by itself slowly, slowly. After three weeks, you will see the different don't does
1: this work in humans yes (laughs) (laughs) true please talk down help us um we've got a question from leslie who's got also got a hungry cat saying got a one-year-old cat who keeps eating our food we left something on the dining table at night and it was gone by the next morning um she's eaten whole packs of brown bread with bites all over it how can we avoid this i mean the obvious answer is put food away. But it sounds, this is more of a dog behaviour than a cat behaviour. Dogs, it's, it's normally the labs who are there eating whole packs of butter. You
6: never, you can't. You can't control this just to keep the food away from the cats. You can't control because because they are craving to our food, especially for sweets. You you can really? yes, the dog they love sweets and nuts a lot. We can offer them nuts, but not all the kind of nuts and not every day. But they craving for sweets and my dog he is eating peanut butter like uh, like <laughs> like water every one minute. So we can't we can't control that. But as a an owner and I have a, a mentality, it's really dangerous for them. I have to keep all of that kind of food mm-hmm. away from them.
1: Need to start child proofing. Exactly. Pretend you've got a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you earlier just off air about what was coming into clinic. You know, what's keeping you busy at the clinic? And I just think it's really important you kind of reiterate what, what you just told me off air about cats. Um and it sounds like a really worrying virus going around that no one exactly. seems to really understand. Can you explain just a little bit more about that?
6: There is something happening. I don't know what's happening. The last two weeks there is a kind of virus all cats coming, the same signs, same, all, all tests, it's negative. Parvo test is negative, Giardia test is negative, blood test, all the, the whole blood test, chemistry, CBC, all everything is normal. But the cat st- suddenly not eating, then starting to show fever. After starting medication like uh, symptoms medication, because there is no... no There's no direct... Exactly. Set. There mm. is symptoms medication. The cat starts... Diarrhea and suddenly die. And the heavy breathing before die and then diarrhea. This is this is the new virus. I I, I think this is new virus. So there is no vaccine against that. There is no medication. Because they didn't discover they still
1: still working it out. Exactly. So just be on be on alert, keep an eye on your pets. And we were just saying that, you know, dogs are pretty good at expressing pain and discomfort. Cats just run away. So
6: exactly just to keep your cat yeah there's some people they let their cats go outside take around and come again no please during that time don't do that don't do that
1: We've got Dr. Anas us this afternoon. I love this question from Santino saying, we have a family with kids under 10 considering getting a dog. We know very little about dogs except my kids love them and we have space in our home and our hearts for a new companion. Is it better to get a rescue puppy or a senior dog? We'd like one that's not too big and doesn't shed lots. We've got lots of time to take it for walks in a garden. What does your expert think?
6: To be honest, I love... All the dogs. Me
1: too. <laughs> the first dog that we adopted, like as a family, we thought she she she'd been taken to boarding. Yeah. And the owner never came to pick her up, and I was like, oh, Who would take a dog? This to is boardings? the yes. And the the boarding facility didn't know much about her, and they said we think she's about five. And we took her to our vet. Um, he took one look and was like, mm, Between teeth and you know body, yeah. I think she's eight. So, Lizzie was eight, and adopting her. Our beloved then old lady it was the best decision I True. ever made, and True. we made the last years of her life. Yeah. I hope the happiest that she had. So,
6: if you asking me what I prefer, I like an uh, old dog, but if good for them, they should to take a puppy yeah. so start There's to start. So many around, exactly as well. so many. Um, so anyone asking me, I wanted to have puppy, just adapt. Please just adopt. If you have the mentality you can save it, you can protect them, just adopt the puppy. And if she has a kids the puppy better for them because okay. the kids will learn how to handle and will learn how to carry the dog and take care about them. But if old dog, it will be a bit difficult for the kids.
1: Yeah, I think there is definitely arguments on both sides, you know, with a senior dog or I'm not even say senior, you know, not doesn't have to be seven or older. It could be, you know, three or four year old. You know, the personality of the animal, you know what you're going to be getting exactly. and how it can fit with your family. But if they
6: have a space, they can take both. Take
1: two. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then you can and you can message me in a few months' time, wanting to get a three-month exactly. supply of dog food. <laughs> Doctor Anna, thank you so much for your time. For anyone wants to follow you on Instagram, for be it your love of animals or, of course, your love of running, you're an thank ambassador. You, for thank Adidas. you. Thank Where can people find you online?
6: Thank you. Um, my name on uh, Instagram is Ashri, and I'm working in with Plus Sharjah and Dubai. Most welcome for all of you. Of anytime, thank guys. You. Any uh, any question, I can reply you through thank uh, you Instagram. Thank you
1: So so much. Really enjoyed meeting you. Thank all the very best, the cat and dog. We'd love to have you back. And, and just a quick little uh, to do for the weekend because um, it's actually on Friday, Friday morning at the pet store, um, the mega store in DIP. They are having a very special event. Um, you can get name tags for your animal, write a letter to Santa paws for animals at the shelter, um, and they're raising um, some food for animals at the shelter as well. So, a great chance to go along and uh, Team up with the guys at Howl and Growl for show your pets at home and those waiting for their forever home a bit of love this festive season. And thank you for downloading this episode of the Afternoons with Helen Farmer podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe, you'll get direct to your phone as soon as it's out. And you can listen to me live on Dubai I 103.8, Monday to Friday between 2 and 5 p.m.